welcome back to the new ARC podcast, episode 16. It's the last episode of the series, which is very sad, but also very exciting, because we have the much-anticipated Royal Rumble, and we have a very special guest. Do you know who our special guest is, Joe? No idea. No idea, yeah. It's completely in the dark. <laughs> the 25 minutes we've spent faffing about to get the audio recordings. Honestly, this was, um, this was not how I envisioned my Friday night was going to be spent, was faffing around with audio settings and track files. Yeah. Well, our, our invisible guest joining us on our lovely Zoom, and we can't see each other this episode because my Wi-Fi is crap, but I imagine he is as beautiful as ever. <laughs> it is the wonderful, inimitable Saf. How are you, Saf? I'm very good. I've been away uh, with the animals, and uh, yeah, I'm here to protect one of them, make sure they find their way onto the Ark. I hear that you've still mm. been campaigning against all the animals, Elliot. Yep, oh. still a bastard. Fal falsely accusing them of sexual promiscuity, mm. I'm sure, <laughs> every episode. Murderousness. Yeah. Murderous, murderous nymphomaniacs. Yeah. It's just yes. Elliot's classic go-to. Yes, I think, I think, you know, by now people see through it, and I'm sure the voters are voting against uh, those kind of um arguments my um my favorite episodes were when we were discussing like rhinos and stuff which clearly aren't nymphomaniacs and so elliot was lost on an argument to make those good episodes <laughs> i feel like the tone of this episode is just going to be 2v1 elliot i'm not going to lie <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm now very much regretting asking yeah. Seth back. <laughs> Seth, why don't we just like cut the episode and say that sloths and crows should make it on but no flies. Let's just, let's just call it there. It, it straight away it makes sense because flies are barely animals, you know what I mean? Whereas crows, sloths, mm. I think they're a bit, they have a bit more, they're a bit, bit more about them. But to be fair, we have to, you know, allow Elliot his, you know, opportunity to defend the, to defend the undefendable. Yeah, mm. it's quite nice in a way because Elliot's going to have to be on the the other side for yes. flies to to yes. what he was on the initial argument, and I feel like my arguments going to be more based around tearing down Elliot rather than flies. I just have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Mm. Story of my life, Joe. Story of my life. Hey, you're the yeah, one. Yeah. You're the one who asked me to be on this podcast. Like that was your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, as hinted, we have three wonderful animals to talk about today. So I am going to be making a very powerful, indisputable case in support of flies. Joe is going to be advocating for the feathery bastards, which are crows, and Saf is going to be on the side of sloths. 
But given that this is the first Royal Rumble of Series 2, I think it's worth explaining what a Royal Rumble is, mostly because it's such a pleasing word to say. And Saf, since you invented the format, do you want to have a go at explaining it <laughs> for both Joe and our wonderful audience? Sure. So the Royal Rumble, much like the wrestling Royal Rumble, um, involves multiple parties, usually three in, in, in the case of this podcast, each battling it out until only one remains at the end. And it's perfect for, for, for the tie break. So we've got, you know, all these animals that were neither here nor there. Uh, they find their way onto the rumble and, you know, one of them makes it aboard the ark and the other two perish um you know with the apocalypse so you know the, the vote is not a yes or no vote the audience would need to vote for a specific animal to um board the ark the audience don't vote that's the beauty of a royal oh Mongol. yes i forgot we about vote. that we vote yes Okay, I forgot Screw about that. the audience. We don't care what you think. Well, well, you couldn't decide. You don't well, deserve it. Well, the audience couldn't decide, so that's why the tie break. Yeah. Okay, I did forget. It's, it's the last episode of the series, so I can slag them off all I want. Yeah, well, I, I remember <laughs> that. Anyone else want to okay. pitch in? <laughs> Joe might be doing some of that shortly when I reveal the results that we haven't done yet. Ah, oh, we have a few results, Joe. Do you want to get that part of the episode out of the way? So Crows, we haven't announced yet, but you've probably guessed, Crows was a tie, which oh, I think is a bit of a shame, really. I think Crows are great, and I fully supported Crows all the way. I didn't say any mean things about them, so how it could have been a tie is absolutely beyond me. And then we did leeches. I bet you can guess the result for leeches. They made it in. No, Wait. they didn't. <laughs> Is my microphone working? Yep. No. I've just Good. muted you, Joe. We don't need to hear you talk. It wasn't picking up, sir. So what, what was the result of leeches? Sorry, I missed that. They didn't make it in. It wasn't to close. To be fair, I am it not was... surprised by that at all. <laughs> it was almost unanimous against them. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The audience have already decided. Doesn't matter. This is just a pointless conversation mm. that we're having. People have already decided what they're what they're voting for. Leeches. I could have made the most compelling argument in favour of them, and people would still go, "Ich, as a leak, a leak, a leech." Throw it off. Absolutely, yeah, it's a futile podcast, but I mean, life's futile, Joe. It's brief, fleeting, utterly pointless. <laughs> Go on. Um, I was going to say, Safos, Elliot and I were coming up with some spin off <laughs> series for um, the new arc, and our personal favourite is films we mm. haven't watched. And uh, just wanted to see if you'd be interested in joining films we have watched. It's a, it's a great. <laughs> we've already kind of teased some of the uh, the content in this podcast. 
films we are uh, uh, um, uh, completely got what is films we have genius watched? <laughs> it's a, just a, it, quite often in these episodes one of us will be like oh have you seen the film so and so we'll both we'll both go no and it's just it's a very entertaining each episode would only be about 10 seconds long it's just great fun <laughs> but um it's quite it's goes quite often a lot of Elliot's arguments against uh, animals come from film and sci-fi. Yes, yes. And kind Dude. of Yeah. Of course they do. Elliot. That was the first thing we agreed on the new arc, that Hollywood really... is absolutely 100% factually accurate. Yeah, so quite oh, often he would... Yeah, quite often he will use, like, you know, extreme examples of scientifically inaccurate representations of animals. Yes. From a film, and then I'll say, "Have you actually watched the film?" And we'll both go, "No." And that's—it just shows that he's just not doing his research correctly. T time and again, I tried to reiterate to Elliot that Hollywood is not real, and these are movies, and he is in denial. Hollywood is real. I've been there. Before we even get into the rumble. Before we get to the rumble, should we just take a vote on whether Elliot makes it onto the arc or not? I feel like that's an easy vote. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to vote no purely on the basis that I'm still holding resentment from the episode with cats and the fact and, and, um. and, and, and the fact that cats didn't make it onto the arc. And yeah, that was Elliot's doing, and I, I haven't let it go. So that's an easy one for me. I'll swap Elliot for the cats. <laughs> Sorry, Elliot. You're really not making it on this time. I don't think that's how the system works. It's not sort of supermarket product replacement. You can't kick me <laughs> off and then invite cats on. You know, you know when you get like a, used to get like a, a Tesco delivery and they'd be like, oh, we've, sub, you know, what's the word? Yeah, substitute. We've substituted, that's it. Yeah. It's just Elliot for cats. They're like, sorry, Elliot can make yeah. it, but here's cats. Like, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't. They just wouldn't do that. Um, cats aren't a replacement for me. It would be something much more majestic, and worthy of my true stature. Uh, I, I would slots, be replaced slots, by like a, <laughs> a fly. I was. I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say the same. I was like, I might actually vote for a fly over you <laughs> to get on. No, not even the flies plural. Good. A singular fly, because that fly's twenty days of life is just, I think, would contribute more to Earth two point oh. Well, speaking about flies, since Joe evidently is such an advocate for them, I think half my case is already made. But nevertheless, I shall endeavour. I mean, where to start? They look fly, act fly, are fly. There are over 100,000 species, so, I mean, they're already winners they're, in they're all, the game of life. They're all annoying, every single one of them. You haven't met all 100,000 species, Seth. You met, I know that for a fact. You've met one, you've met them all. Hmm. Hmm. But to have a hundred thousand species, how many species does Saf have? <laughs> One. 
How many species does Joe have? One. It's, it's, it's rubbish. They've lasted several mass extinctions, so beat that. And they're just really cool, industrious, very impressive creatures. They account for 30% of the world's pollination. They're significantly more industrious than bees. They fly further, collect more pollen. So, I mean, bees I look up to greatly. I think bees are, are the bees' knees. So, so flies are the, the flies' highs. They're, they're even better. That They live on every continent, including Antarctica, which I think merits a pity vote. If, if nothing else, because if you live in Antarctica, then you are the sorriest wretch of an animal that ever walked the face of this planet. So, I mean, come on, give a fly a break. You have to. And I mean, I think they just deserve a, a sit down, a luxury cruise for all the hard work they do for us. They're beating their wings between 200 and 1000 times per second which I, I don't know if you want to try it now. Well, we could have a sort of a follow along if you want to have a go now, but I don't think you'll pass 10. So they are clearly much, much better than humans. And I mean, the, the anti-flyers create all sorts of taboos about them. So I'm sure Joe and Saf will come up with lots of ridiculous harebrained arguments uh, against flies later. And I would like you, the audience, to immediately discount them. I'll probably just cut them out because, let's be honest, I edit this podcast, so I don't even need to give mm. Saf and Joe a say. <laughs> but, I mean, the obvious one is the sexual promiscuity and their rapid propagation. But this is quite interesting. So... Uh, a female flyer only lays up to about 500 eggs or so in their lifetime, which is exactly the same number as a human woman produces. So if flies are promiscuous and wildly propagating, then so are humans. And both could be argued to be a virus on this planet. And at least one human, possibly not myself, is already making it on board the new ark. <laughs> So it's very much a double standard if you don't vote them on. I would like to point out that they're very low maintenance as pets go. I think they're ideal, really. They can go a week or more without eating. They fly at four and a half miles an hour, which is it's just that ideal speed. If you want to walk, you'll fly. I mean, dogs they piss and shit and stop and chase each other and sniff each other's butts. Cats just sit on the sofa. But flies, they will just, they'll just fly alongside you. And it's the perfect companion animal. It could be man's new best friend on Earth 2.0, I think. Earth 2.0 made sounding pretty crap. <laughs> So far, <laughs> it sounds great. You know what? You don't want a, a fly pet. <laughs> I'm glad. I would so keep a pet fly. I'm glad we have cameras off today because I was falling asleep there. So you can tell me that was. Nice. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I mean, Elliot. I'm actually recording this on my sofa, <laughs> I mean, so I've already won this episode. I don't care about the result. 
I mean, I can see the sea from my window, so I feel like I might be mm. winning. Um, but anyway, I want to take... I can see a fly. I want to take you back to an episode on jellyfish uh, about your point about mass extinctions, where I think I can quote you, because I said jellyfish should make it onto the new arc. I don't arc. think you can. <laughs> I'm going to quote you, because they said... It's a uh, joke quote. <laughs> well, they said, you said... Surviving mass extinctions means that you don't need to be on the Ark because you're already pretty survivable, pretty good at surviving. I did not say that. You I've did. never said that you in did. my life. Because I said, well, if jellyfish can survive mass extinctions, then we have much to learn and we should take them with us. And you said, well, they don't really need to come on the Ark, do they? Because they can survive. I mean, you've got my voice. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else. <laughs> the voice was spot on. <laughs> mm. So I'm just using. You realise that over the series, you have made some pretty strong claims against animals making it onto the ark, and I feel like you've just lost all credibility in my eyes right now. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, poor you. Yeah. I'm afraid that you've lost your angelic halo over the course of recording the new arc but that doesn't mean you should spite flies as a result because i mean you owe a lot to them let's be honest and that they would actually make a kick-ass pilot for the new arc i know you've said that ducks and crabs and all these animals with 180 degree panoramic vision uh, like the, the pilot supremo and the bodyguard you're going to keep but i mean a that's ridiculous and b flies do it a hundred times better because they've got a 360 degree vision so they don't just see panoramic horizons all around them they see horizons and the other what what do you call the opposite of a horizon the, the, the perpendicular to the horizon the, the y-axis someone really should think up a name for that <laughs> but until they do of the tyson they can see it the the tyson no the vertizen that's what i'm going with they're the vertizen i'm still not sure about it yeah how about the upline i'm gonna go with the upline so yeah i mean they'd make kick-ass pilots and they've already got the flying experience so what more can you ask? Uh, also, I'd like to point out that in space, they would essentially just be flybinating uh, because below about seven degrees, they drop into a very uh, stable coma sort of thing. So you, you really wouldn't need to do anything. And they've got that suspended animation sorted out for however long it takes to get to Earth 2.0. I mean, they're just great examples of how you should live your life. I think if, if there's one thing anyone, everyone should take away from this episode, be a, be more fly, be the fly. Uh, they're, 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 they're living in the moment. They're, they have a critical flick fusion rate of 250 versus 60 for humans. So, you know, the flick fusion rate is where if uh, a light was flashed at you, 60 times a second for humans that would just look like uh, a solid uh, light like a bedside lamp or an overhead light so it just looks like a continuous uh, light 
but for flies it has to be 250 times, so over four times faster. So, I mean, they are living in like the matrix time. They're experiencing so much more of life. And it's, it's just great. They could be hella productive if you're experiencing mm-hmm. time like that. I think we should try it in sweatshops, is my oh. new theory. If, if, you, if you hung like a, a, a large anvil over the, the workers so they're constantly in fear for their life because then the time slows down and they could get more done this, this is I, I think I'm just going to I think you just stop talking start. I think you just stop talking to be honest like it's <laughs> genius it's, it's um, I'm put all the big businesses out of business well it's, it's, it's something I don't know if genius is the word I would use but it's something but then they'd experience time so much slower they could get twice as much work done oh Elliot oh Elliot Bach (laughs) (laughs) okay I don't know whether (laughs) no point your final point you've still got more points final point final point is that they are hopeless romantics flies and I don't think this gets said enough, but they have what's actually called a love spot on their eye. <laughs> so that they literally fall in love at first sight. If a Aww. female fly falls into a male fly's love spot, he will pursue her forever and ever until they have lots of children. And it's very romantic. Well, and I think that's brilliant. 500 children. Yeah, well, 500 children, big family, but happy family, the more the merrier, I always say. I'm planning to have 500 children. I don't know about you. <laughs> you make, uh, you've made a good start. Yeah, you could set a record, <laughs> couldn't you? Because we've already established that women have 500 eggs in their lifetime. So if you start <laughs> and as soon as possible and <laughs> keep on going... Please, Elliot, please. Please. You you could. You could have 500 children. I think. (laughs) think Or or with IVF or something. There's there's definitely a way to do it. And it would be a new record and everyone would respect you. You'd start the next dynasty. There's a guy in the Netherlands who kept going back to a sperm bank, didn't he? And he's actually got like over 500 kids somehow. There you go. Yeah, and there's also the... Swazi royal family they have ten big families of like that one king had about 170 kids and they were all like conceived naturally rather than it's a different record though Joe so it has to be 500 kids with the same woman oh because that's the record we're going for but I appreciate that I could just sleep around a lot with all my sex appeal and have over 500 children but, uh, I mean by tomorrow easily if it's but, 500 eggs per per woman if they are pregnant all the time then would it still be 500 eggs released <laughs> well th- this is what i realized halfway through making that that case hence why i suggested ivf well you we have to ex- <laughs> find some way to extract the eggs when the woman does become pregnant mm. i feel like f- f- i've forgotten what your points about flies were and <laughs> now we've just gone down a 
Welcome to the new arc where we discuss. But it's, it's a really interesting tangent, isn't it? <laughs> the practicalities of having five hundred children with a woman. It's a lot, though. Like five hundred. Yeah, I mean, you can tell that we've never had a woman co-host on the new arc, <laughs> can't you? Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a village which had like, I think it was like two hundred, three hundred people. So like, you'd have more kids than my village. Yeah, that's the goal. And we we can all settle there, take it over. Well, mm. anyway, flies, the back to what flies. What future. Back to flies. So you're assuming that these flies will go into sleep, will go to sleep for the duration of the flight, then? A flybinate. Flybinate. It's the new word I've invented. Yeah. And it's a good word. If they are incredibly, you know, good at reproducing, and you say there's 100,000 species, What's to say that when we arrive on Earth 2.0 that they wouldn't just decimate the ecosystem far quicker than the other animals could build up? You haven't uh, been listening, Joe. I wasn't listening, sorry. They're only as fast at reproducing as humans are. They have the same number of eggs in their lifetime. There's no humans on... on, But they have... There's you. God forbid. There's me. Yeah, there's me. But and Saf. I think Saf has a legacy pass. A legacy pass, yeah. Are we going to sell tickets? So, so when or? you two get it on, oh. then... <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to be my revenge. <laughs> you can kick me off the ark, but I'm still the one building it. There's going to be so many traps. I mean, even if you come on the ark, we're still not going to be able to grow the human population. Like... Is that what you're Ah, doing? well, I haven't told you about my special talent. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Parthenogenesis. Oh, no, you have told me about this, and I said that's terrifying, the thought of extra Elliots running around the world. <laughs> there was an animal they discovered could do that for the first time recently. I think it's a crocodile, maybe. A crocodile? You know, Parthenogenesis is when a female clones themselves mm. without having contact yes, yes. with a male. I think they've discovered crocodiles can do it now. Yeah, I saw, a head, I saw a headline. Fun fact. With a... That's fascinating. Mm. I'm just trying to distract you so you won't make all your counter-arguments against flies. That's, that's my goal. Yeah. It's working quite well so far. Yeah, it is, it what is what working. What want to talk about? <laughs> I mean, what about our food sources on... Uh, Earth 2.0, would the flies decimate our food sources and the, those of others? No, because we're all going to be cannibals on Earth 2.0. I'm sorry, I haven't explained that to you yet. That's, that's, that's why you have the ticket on board, so that I'll have a food source when we, when we arrive on the new planet. Good, you'd have food sorted for a while with me at the minute. Yeah. I think I'd be, You yeah. should see the next co-host. A world heavyweight champion, <laughs> sumo wrestler. Okay, so we have covered mm. in this talk section about flies. We have covered sweatshops, uh, fertilization, and cannibalism. Which that's my I, usual small talk subjects. I don't think that any animal that could lead us to those three topics of conversation within ten minutes should be allowed on the ark because clearly oh. they are not. Members of the society. I agree. Earth 2.0, Earth 2.0 needs to be better and more wholesome than Earth 1.0. That's mm. the point. Yeah. 
so I'm sorry, Elliot, your interesting tangents, I think, are your pitfall. Yeah, but I mean, more for you, because I'm going to stay behind on Earth 1.0 and I'm going to set the, the new mega business empire with my new anvil over the workers sweatshop regime and I'm going to put everyone else out of business and I'm going to invent a clever device to catch raining cats before the apocalypse ha happens and mass produce it, sort of reverse umbrella and then we'll all be safe and everyone's going to laugh at you for having a stupid space egg <laughs> and nowhere to go with it. So you're telling me, Elliot, we've been planning this space arc this whole time and you've been planning a device to save the Earth. Again, yep. this is just a futile podcast. <laughs> I have wasted so many hours <laughs> just to... <laughs> yeah, but it's worth it because it's going to be called the cat so oh gosh that, that, that alone oh. makes it worthwhile <laughs> you know what you saved yourself there longest that, setup ever that was that was 20 <laughs> minutes of setup <laughs> it's still not as good as the leeches episode that was still a real high point of the series uh, well do you want to make the turtle case, Joe, so I can tear yours apart? The turtle case? <laughs> I mean, I can make a turtle case oh, if I you want. I keep on saying turtles. So you're talking about crows. I was like, I can... This is how un unmemorable crows are. I, like, I think they're turtles. I, was like, I, can, I can make up some turtle points if you want as well. Like, well, I never thought you'd be defending Joe, crows, Joe, even though it rhymes. Because famously on Crows episode, you made the statement that you'd only like things which live in water or are plants. And crows are neither of them, so... I don't think I ever made that statement. You, you did make that statement right at the beginning of Crow's episode. Was I drunk? And I'm going to cut it in so that everyone can hear it and all of your arguments will hereby be discounted. I really don't remember making that statement and don't know why I would have said it. If you, if you didn't, Joe, then just give me a second. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe, and <laughs> I hate all animals uh, that uh, don't live in water and aren't plants. <laughs> that was so I bad. Mean, <laughs> I feel like I feel like at least my impression was somewhere near to the voice. Like, I don't even know what that accent was supposed to be. It definitely wasn't a Welsh accent. I wouldn't dare. My room would be covered in phlegm. <laughs> now we've got a. I thought I was going to say that you threw me off trying to do an accent of uh, of Elliot again. Hey, right, everybody. My name's Elliot, and I'm from Australia. I'm from Australia originally, but I've moved to Britain now. I like to talk about weird topics, and uh, yeah, that's about it, really. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 
crows. You know what, Joe? I can just walk away. You can do all my parts. Hi, guys. I just don't think that you should vote for flies. They're not particularly appealing to me. I don't know. I don't know what the character I envisage for Elliot is. Like, what's the what's the source material? It's just like, hi. Anyway, crows. Shall we talk about crows for a little bit? Mm -hmm. I haven't got as um, I like to keep my presentations short and snappy and not long and meandering like mm. Elliot's just was. So I'm going to keep it short and just say that crows 100% deserve to be on the arc because they are incredibly bright individuals um, with many different skills, problem solving. Uh, being one of them, I've made a lot of these points in the crows episode. So I don't go, don't want to repeat myself, but um, yeah, incredibly clever, um, incredibly memorable. In every film that they play a sidekick, even when they're on the bad side, they are an extremely loyal sidekick. So therefore, I think they are a pretty good pet, if you'd like to call it that, or companion. Far better than Elliot's fly case for them being a human companion. You know what we've seen quite a lot in films where they. Are companions to the uh, evil sorcerer or the evil sorceress, but they themselves are good intentions, just looking to to make some difference in the world. Um, they are very good at waste management, which might be useful on Earth 2.0. They are actually vilified for being disease carriers and dirty, but in fact, it's actually the they aren't that prolific at spreading disease, and they just often get a bad rep for being nearby to the actual sources of disease. So, example, for a long time they were accused of spreading uh, West Nile virus, but it's actually mosquitoes that spread it, and they just happen to be fellow... They happen to be susceptible to it, so they don't actually carry it too much. Um, yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it for my crow, crow argument. It's short, it's sweet, it's snappy, smart, loyal, intelligent. That's the same as smart. Smart, loyal creative and helpful and that's why crows should be on the arc mm. Mm. definitely sounds more compelling than the fly argument I must say um, <laughs> but um, just not as good as slots but you know uh, mm. what's the word it's uh, sometimes there's a winner and then there's a honourable mention and I feel like the crow would be an honourable mention on the arc. Maybe like a photo would, like the crow wouldn't make it, but maybe like a photo <laughs> uh, to, to remember the crow by. You I know? feel like that's even sadder somehow than not living. <laughs> Just being like, you didn't, you didn't make it, but we'd like to take a picture of you to yeah, remember but, you but the, but, but the fly wouldn't even get that, so the, it'd be like, fly? <laughs> huh? what, what fly? Like, pe like the, the existence of the fly would just, you know, several generations down the road on the arc, people would be like, fly, what fly? Eventually, and, uh, maybe on Earth 2.0, in many generations, the, the crow would be revered as like, the, you know, the ancestral deity because there's just this picture of it that is worshipped on the ship, and so that would be the dream. Yeah, well, yeah, they wouldn't be there, but, uh, but the idea 
the idea may live on, whereas with the fly, it wouldn't. Um, so similar to Joe, I think, you know, uh, I'll keep the slots argument short and sweet, but let's not even start with slots. Let's start with pe- people that we really want on the arc. Um, and I think the person that we want on the arc is Kristen Bell. Right? Is it? Yeah. I was going SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> okay, I, I am intrigued by yes, the Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell. Well, for a start, we need a female. She ticks the box. She's cute and smart and funny and everything. And she's obsessed with slots. <laughs> there is a video, not a movie, a video. <laughs> this is this is my primary argument. We need <laughs> Kristen Bell on the arc, and we're gonna lure her on with the slot. <laughs> so there's a video, yeah, a viral video with 30 million views of Kristen Bell on Ellen. Have you guys seen this? No. I haven't. Well, this is for the spin-off podcast, right? But there's a video, it's 30 million <laughs> views, where Kristen Bell just loses her shit. It's called Kristen Bell Sloth Meltdown. That's the name of the video. She just it's loses what, her shit. Kristen Bell's Sloth Meltdown. Oh, I, yeah, I heard something else. Sorry. Right. <laughs> so so, so yeah. Ellen brings a sloth on the show and she just loses her shit because she's obsessed with them. So we get a sloth on board and Kristen's ticket is secured. So that's that's like already, you know, compelling as it can get because Earth 2.0 with Kristen Bell would be better than Earth 2.0 without. And, you know, flies, crows, and slots, you know, they're all secondary to Kristen Bell. So that's my, my, my opening argument. But, Kristen Bell aside, slots do have a few um, things to contribute. So, some very, very um, trendy topics. One's longevity. Really important. Longevity is big on Earth 1.0. It's only going to be even more important on Earth 2.0. Um, and slots, uh, well, for a start, we don't know how long they live for. Apparently, the oldest one's 50, and she lives in Germany. But the word on the street is that wild slots actually live for much longer than that. Um, and, you know, so, you know, there could be some longevity secrets that we could unlock from the slots. So that's one a uh, key uh, topic for Earth 2.0. The second one, cancer. Big, big issue on Earth 1.0. Likely to be an equally big issue on Earth 2.0. And the word on the street, again, is that slots could perhaps cure cancer uh, based on some of the species of fungi living in the slots fur. Uh, it's been found to be active against certain strains of bacteria, cancer, and parasites. So again, Longevity, Cancer, Kristen Bell, and finally, this one's for all the Gen Z voters. And I think this just, this is kind of the mic drop moment. 
without slots, there would be no avocados. Mm-hmm. Avocados on Earth 2.0 is is a foregone conclusion. Like that needs to be there. And so, Kristen Bell, cancer, longevity, avocados. That is an Earth 2.0 worth fighting for. Mm. But we don't need them for avocados anymore. We've got They've avocados. given us avocados. Yes, but yeah. yes, but without them, like we can't. By leaving them behind, every avocado that's eaten is like injustice. It's like slavery. It's like it's just wrong. <laughs> we can't. We have to. It's like reparations would need to be paid. Um, so we can't do that. Yeah, but there's no one left to pay them to because I mean, all the sloths will be dead. I mean, also, no, wasn't they live the, forever. Wasn't the avocados <laughs> the giant ground sloths that no longer exist? This is true. Yes, but that's besides the point because, <laughs> you know, sloths are sloths. Uh, they don't like to differentiate amongst themselves. Um, and oh, one last thing, again, kind of connected to longevity, cancer, all these things, uh, is efficiency. Slots do more with less. They function with minimal energy. And, um, you know, uh, people think they're lazy, but really they're outsmarting us. We're not wasting energy on unnecessary matters. Uh, and that's, you know, a lesson from slots to humanity. To take it easy and not waste our energy on things out of our control. So not only have they given us avocados and got to cure cancer and address our longevity issues and bring Kristen Bell on board the ark, but they're also teaching us these philosophical, spiritual, stoic lessons about not wasting our energy on unnecessary things. They're like, mm. they're like a Zen master. I appreciate you don't see the irony. I, I don't. <laughs> Recording this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there we go. That is that is my my case for the sloth. Plus, they're cute. Are they? Yeah, they're cute. They look like they're smiling. Yeah. Cuter than crows. On the lesson front, uh, do you think we have already learned? could learn the lesson from sloths and that we have no more to learn from bringing them with us. No, because there's always new lessons to be learned, Joe. And you never know. And what do we have to learn from crows? What have we got to learn from crows is an incredible ingenuity and problem solving and they will identify gaps in our plans like no other animal can. Yeah, but if they were so great at problem solving, why do we still have sweatshops and global warming? It's because the crows aren't focused on that. <laughs> what are they focused on? They're just focused on, you know, they, they're just wait, they're just biding their time. Maybe they want global warming. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, what about flies? You just said that. There's, there's no, you just there's said no lessons. crows are behind global warming. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're not going to brush over that, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't no, think I mean, we can bring, bring, <laughs> you know, folks to Earth 2.0 that are not just global warming climate deniers, 
but <laughs> folks that are actually conspiring and I, actually I, causing global warming. I didn't say what? crows were causing global warming. I said that crows weren't stopping global warming. I think they're quite happy to let this play out and buy their time to take over. Still sounds quite sinister. Mm. Yeah, but... And, and it, that's not done them any favours, I don't think. Well, still, they're better than flies. That's all I can say. <laughs> I've given up on flies, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I jumped ship on that long time ago. I'm just going to tear you all apart. <laughs> so, sloths. I mean, I like the Kristen Bell argument, but we already know Kristen Bell is going to hell because Hollywood says so. And Hollywood's always right. That's true. So she can't come to Earth 2.0. When did she go to hell? In the good place. You haven't seen that. Oh, I've seen some of it, but it turns out that it's... Oh, yeah. I don't know how it yeah. ended. It I... turns out that it's hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, I think, but I think it ends in a different way. Have you seen the ending? Yes. They, they float away. Mm. Mm. They will die. Mm. I mean, Kristen Bell is a solid argument because then at least I'll have someone to duet with Let It Go and the Frozen soundtrack. That's, there we go. And there'd be a slop, it, slop mm. in the back, just vibing, smiling, chilling. Let it go. I do want to see a sloth DJ. It'd be cool. <laughs> that would be rad. It would be an interesting um, idea, a sloth DJing, a rave. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Instead of... <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's been a long day. <laughs> We still haven't got your sloth impression. I'm amazed we've gone this long without it. I can't remember what my sloth impression was. Was it like the... Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was it. That was it. Joe brilliantly acted out an entire interaction between a sloth and a harpy eagle, oh, that was in it. which both yeah. sounded identical. And then the sex noises came later, but they were also the same. Oh, was it the harpy eagle when it was like, ah! And the, the harpy eagle was like, This is normally the course of each episode. Eventually we just result to making noises at one another. Yeah, I mean, I'm amazed we didn't do it in series one. Do you want to get your animal noises in now, Saf? You've got your pick. You can do crows, sloths, or flies. <laughs> no, I think, um, you know, I think uh, I'm not really, that's not in my wheelhouse, animal noises. I just like to, mm. I just like to champion them on board the ark. And that's it. That's a crow. <laughs> I mean, that's another reason against flies. Like, they just get... They... That's brilliant, though. That's... Yeah, but you do that when you're in an arc in space and you can't open a window to get rid of it. You know, I know you said they might all go to fly the nation, but what if they don't? What if your theory is flawed? 
Oh, but th then you just get 12 flies that buzz at different pitches and you line them up and then you spin them round on little ropes and you end up with a, like a fly keyboard. Go. And it's going to be endless hours <laughs> of entertainment. Well, until they die. Yeah, but then you just get new ones. This thing about flies, infinitely replaceable. If a sloth dies, then you're in deep trouble. Or a crow. But I mean, if a crow dies, so we've already talked about crow funerals, they so just stand around gloating at each other because I mean, they're, they're, they're bastards. Not just gloating, they are also learning as well. Going back to my point about them being gloating. No, learning, because they're learning <laughs> what killed this individual. And so they want to learn to avoid that. So they, again, smart, intelligent animals, so need to be on the arc because. Yeah, that's it. I was going to say something else, but I lost it. They just should be, should be there. Mm. Standing around, going, what went wrong? It's such a promising career. We got off, 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 we got off. That's what I imagine crow music to be like. So, um, how does this Royal Rumble wrap up? Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you would have realised that by now, Joe. I'm so sorry to break it to you. Because <laughs> I was like, I do need to, like, go to bed sometime soon. <laughs> Never. Well, now that we've all made our cases and you have thoroughly ostracised me and flies. We all get to vote, and I will start off the voting. You can't vote for your own animal. Okay. So, I'm going to vote for sloths, I think. I do appreciate that the Kristen Bell and avocado arguments had flaws, but I do really like avocados. We all do. Okay. They're the best. Yeah. Okay. Avocados are just great, and crows are actually bastards. <laughs> Whereas sloths are really quite nice. They are not. Take it back. You take that back. They are. Wash your mouth out, you dirty pig. <laughs> okay. Interesting point of view. Well. Who, Saf, do you want to go next? Well, sure. I will vote. Given that I can't vote for myself and slots, um, I shall vote for the crow. Because I think the crow, as I said earlier, honorable mention, uh, not going to make the arc, but perhaps a photograph um, of the mm. crow. Whereas the fly just doesn't... Um, they're too hard to photograph. Well, that too, but they just don't... There's a clue in the name. Yep, yep. I just don't think they... They're called Stand Still. Then you could photograph them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> hmm. Well, 
well. So I'm I'm torn at the moment <laughs> between between. Well, I'm torn between you both see, Joe, if if you tie this boat, <laughs> then none of the animals make it on board. This, I'd like to make this very clear. This is this is what I'm I'm torn between my desire to end end this episode so I go to bed. No, and <laughs> my desire to spite Elliot. But then I'm also torn because I do think flies serve a greater ecological function than sloths. And obviously as an ecologist, that's always my thinking. But... Mm. So if I if I vote flies, then none of the animals make it on. Then they all die. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end. <laughs> Yeah, this is what a way to end the the rights of nature advocate is sentencing either two or three species to death. Oh god, I hope this doesn't make an appearance in like ten years' time. It's like, you know what? I think I have to go. Oh, this is difficult. Why is this so hard? Do you want a drum roll? No, because that puts pressure on me. I am going to go for sloths just because just because I'd rather see one species make it onto the, the ark than none of them at all. <laughs> so sloths make it on. Unfortunately, I do wish crows had made it. I think they are. I actually, all joking aside, do think they are incredible animals. So wish they'd made it, but sloths are. Uh, uh, well, they made it. I was going to say they're worthy, but they made it. And that concludes the new arc series two we have had let me count it up one two three four five six animals make it on board and one two three four five six seven eight nine animals have perished in the abyss of raining cats so I win, you lose. See you next series. I think it's the most important thing to say. Um, this is my redemption. I lost series one. Yeah, but I feel like you gave, you chose some pretty difficult, like leeches. That was always an uphill battle. I, like, no, 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 no. I never chose leeches, Joe. Yes, you, you did. You went for that one voluntarily. You researched it when we weren't even meant to be talking about leeches. No, because in you said episode. You said let's talk about leeches. I'm sure you did. So. I presented it as an option and then said I would reserve it for when I really wanted to spite you. And then the next episode you showed up having researched leeches yeah, when I, we weren't talking about leeches. I think I got so confused. So that one you brought upon yourself. But I did manage to get tardigrades onto the arc. And you did get tardigrades in. I feel Do you like... want to celebrate your successes? You got sharks, tardigrades, sloths, moths, owls and camels. I didn't say camels earlier. Camels? camels made it on. I got cam- Woo! Yeah, they did. Tidy. Um, but yeah, mm. you know, I think I'm going to accept that that was a winning combination and that the six victories outweigh your nine, just purely based oh, yeah. on- absolutely. Because maths. Because, you know, I've always said I'm not really a mathematician. I'm more of a feelings person.
Mm. Well, anyway. I think we just need to sit on that. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's it. We're done. That's it. <sighs> that's Join it. us sometime in the indeterminate future <laughs> for the new arc series three, when I'm back from all my rhinoing and Joe has fully turned to the dark side because that's inevitable. See you then. Yes. Goodbye. 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 Yeah. <sighs>